This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let's talk about the Wet'suwet'en Hereditary Chiefs, the meeting that took place on the weekend, the anti-pipeline blockades. Uh, some blockades are still up, predominantly a one in uh, Quebec right now. Despite the agreement we saw negotiated on the weekend between the hereditary chiefs of the Wet'suwet'en who oppose the coastal gas link pipeline and the ministers of Indigenous Relations for British Columbia and for Canada. We still don't know what's in this agreement. Apparently it's an historic sweeping agreement, we're told. The public hasn't been told what's in it. Let's check in now with Liberal leader Andrew Wilkinson. He's the leader of the opposition in the legislature. Thank you for coming in once again. Thanks, Mike. Uh, what, are you, what are your concerns here right now going forward here that with this meeting we were told was held to try and diffuse a situation where we saw blockades of railroad tracks, bridges, highways, ferry terminals, ports, you name it, causing economic damage in the country. A lot of hope that this meeting that took place in Smithers on the weekend would help resolve that. They come out, they've got a deal, but we still see there are blockades still up, especially one in Quebec. Your thoughts on the situation right yeah, now? Yeah, I mean, it was admirable to go into the meeting to try and resolve three different things. Is Coastal GasLink going to go ahead and get the work done? That's number one. The rights and title claims of the Wet'suwet'en hereditary chiefs and all the rest of the Wet'suwet'en people, that's difficult because there are lots of people involved in the town of Smithers and you name it. It's complicated. Nonetheless, it's a good idea to get it, something done there to move yeah. the ball down the field. Number three, let's get rid of these blockades. Right. So the concern all of us have, I think, that we say these federal minister and the NDP minister come out and say, don't worry, everything's going to be fine, just give us two weeks. And then you guys in the media start to ask a few questions, and more info came out, like in the government press release, saying all parties at the table recognize that the differences relating to Coastal Gas Link Project remain. Huh? Yeah. So I guess that's number one was off the table. And then yesterday in the legislature here, John Horgan said, no, no, the gas link pipeline project is all fully permitted and it will proceed. Well, that's not what you said two days ago in a press release. So did something happen in between? Well, in the press release, they're saying there's still no agreement from the hereditary chiefs of the Wet'suwet'en on the pipeline. That doesn't mean the pipeline's not going to proceed, though, right? I mean, mean, the mean, the government's saying the pipeline has been approved. The pipe's going in the ground. The company is saying they're gone back to work. The police have resumed their patrols up there. So what's the problem? So far, so good on number one. And so the differences remain. So Coastal Gas Link Pipeline, we as British Columbians say the vast majority of people support this thing and appears to be proceeding to some degree. Let's hope that number one's in order in spite of what it says in the government press release. Okay, so that's number one, the pipeline. Number two, the land issue. You know... The, the Silcotine deal in the, in the Chilcotin country took 10 years in the courts, ended up with 1,700 square kilometers of land being allocated under this Aboriginal title um, structure, right. which is a totally valid thing. The Supreme Court of Canada said so in 2014. Yeah. So we say, okay, is this the same thing as that, or are you yeah. talking about something else? We don't know. Yeah. And for us down here in Victoria or folks in the lower mainland to say, well, that's like 500 miles away. I'm not sure what it means to me. But if you're working for CN or Coastal Gas Link or you live in the town of Smithers or Houston or you do trucking up and down Highway 16, you say, well, hold on a second. Who's dealing on my behalf about my town, my neighborhood, where I live, my uh, dealership that I have on the highway that sells tires to people? 
everybody involved needs to have some sense that somebody's looking out for. You want to see the deal. We'd like right? to see I mean, the deal. Right, I mean, this it should be made public so the public knows that there's, there's, there's interest out here outside of the hereditary chiefs of the Wet'suwet'en who obviously have a direct stake in this, in this, but there's private business, there's municipalities, there's tourism operators, there's uh, there's forestry, there's there's pipelines. I mean, there's all kinds of people who've got an interest in what's in this agreement. So do you think the agreement should be made public? Should it be put in front of the legislature of British Columbia for a vote? Absolutely, yeah. once we know what it is. And yeah. that's, I think, the real bugbear here, because yeah. these guys went behind closed doors, came out, three issues to cover, the pipeline, that seems to be okay for now. Yeah. The land, we have no idea what they've done. And then you get to the issue of... Well, who gets to vote in this or ratify or has a word or a say in it? Because all of us have become familiar with the the situation up there. I gather there are about 5,000 people who would fall into the Wet'suwet'en people. And some of them are with the hereditary chiefs. There are five or six elected band councils. Right. And then there are these matriarchs as well. And we've seen on TV, you know, you know this because the business you're in, there's huge disagreement within that sure. community. Yeah, the d- community's divided on it. So the rest of us think, well, gee, how are they going to do that? Are they going to have a giant meeting of 5,000 people? Are they going to have a referendum like they did for the Nishka thing back yeah. in 98? How are they going to go about this? And it may seem like it's an esoteric thing that's just up to the Wet'suwet'en, but hold on. No, it isn't. It affects the Port of Prince Rupert. It affects the Coastal Gasling Pipeline. It affects lots and lots of things. So everybody's got a ton of questions and we're just operating in the dark here. So Let's, even if we couldn't see the terms of the deal that they're talking about, tell us how you're going to go about ratifying it and who gets to say. Let's have a listen to uh, Carolyn Bennett, who is the Federal Minister of Indigenous Relations. And here she is, I think, trying to explain what this deal is about. Let's have a listen. We, I believe, have uh, come uh, to a uh, proposed arrangement uh, that uh, that will... Uh, also honor the the protocols of the yeah, of the Wasotan um, people and clans, and uh, obviously that that what we've worked on this weekend needs to go back to those clans, and then uh, we have we have uh, agreed that as ministers we will come back to sign um, in uh, if if it, it meet is agreed upon um, by by the nation. It doesn't give me any comfort. <laughs> because I'm listening to that and I'm like, I'm not sure she knows herself what's going on. The, I mean, she's obviously initialed an agreement and she said that it's going to be put in front of the Wet'suwet'en clans for some sort of ratification. And then the the ministers for both governments will then go up and sign it. Yeah. We're, t- we're told. About what? We don't know. Yeah. So, question. So, so what do you, so what do you think should be done here? I mean, Advancing on rights and title for for this First Nation, I think, is a good thing. Don't you agree on that? Yeah. This yeah. has been a pretty hot situation, and nobody wants these rail blockades. I sure don't want ambulance access to VGH blocked by somebody who lights a fire in the intersection of Camby and Broadway. So if the blockades can be ended and we can move on with life, that's a very good thing, and that's the rule of law that Canada has to be built on. Point number one. Point number two, then, is, well, how do you get there? What's this thing you've signed? And most of us would say, okay, it's with the Wet'suwet'en in some description, not sure who's involved. Give them a little bit of time to land that and figure out what it's about. But I think all of us are going to get pretty bothered in about two weeks unless there's a lot more clarity on this thing. Give them the grace. Give them a bit of time to sort out where it's going 
But at the same time, I would like to know from the NDP government here in John Horgan, what's the process for deciding if this is the right answer? Does it come to the legislature? Is it made public? Or is it going to be like the Mountain Caribou thing, where they signed secret deals with the Salto and the West Moberly First Nations up in the peace country and never asked anybody in the towns nearby? Okay, speaking of Horgan, let's have a listen to Horgan. Now, this is Horgan talking about, you know, this is a government that supports this pipeline. He has continued to say the pipeline is permitted, the pipe is going to go in the ground. The government hasn't really wavered in its support for this pipeline, but he's got a problem here with the blockades and the protests. Here's Horgan. We recognize the right of individuals to protest. We recognize the rights of those across the country who wanted to voice their concerns about this project. However, it has been my view that LNG Canada has shown they understand the importance of consultation and meaningful reconciliation with First Nations. And that's why they have signed agreements with every First Nation along the pipeline corridor. This project represents great opportunity for Indigenous and non-Indigenous peoples alike but it also recognizes and highlights the challenges of reconciliation. Oh, okay, he's not a little nervous there to me. He's in a tough spot. Oh, he's in a very but tough he, spot. But he has not wavered from supporting this pipeline, which you must be pleased with that. I mean, you support the pipeline too. Yeah. Right. If we see a good outcome from this two-week gap, yeah. as citizens of British Columbia, we should look at each other and say, okay, so Coastal Gas Lake's able to build a pipeline. That's a good thing. There's peace order and good government in the the Maurice River area where all the fuss was. The Wet'suwet'en are moving ahead with resolving land claims and getting stuff sorted out, and there are no more blockades. High five. You and I would have to say, gee, that's great. But I think we're all a little concerned that of that list, we have a whole lot of unknown and no assurance from anybody of what's really going on. We just don't know. And, you know, they come out and say, oh, yes, we've initialed an agreement. And you and I say, about what? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'd be, it'd be good to get some clarity on this. I'd like to see the agreement. I think most people would like to see the agreement and know what kind of ratification process is, is going to unfold here and yeah. what it means for people who have an interest in the area up there. But would you say that things seem to have settled down a little bit? There's, there, there is still a key blockade in place in Quebec. I still, I believe it's still up today, but we haven't seen a lot of the blockades in British Columbia, at least the last few days. Things seem to have calmed down a little bit. Would you agree? The big question for all of us is, are we in the eye of the hurricane right now? In two weeks, we're going to see another dust-up. Obviously, as Canadians, we don't want that to happen. But all of that depends on what happened in secret behind closed doors in Smithers. The federal minister zipped off to Ottawa and disappeared and didn't actually leave anything on the table, did she? Okay, so and you so, want to see the text of the agreement. Would that be a well, good first Well, we're going step? to have to see it sooner or later because no. it has profound effects all over B.C. There are now 204 First Nations in British Columbia. And if I were representing one of them or a member of one of them, I'd say, yeah, we want the same treatment that Wet'suwet'en got. Yeah. So this could get complicated real fast. Okay. So I think you know the question for us right away, not waiting for two weeks, is what is this agreement about? Is it about land? Is it about hunting and fishing? Is it about transportation, like pipelines and railways? Is it about not blockading things? What's the agreement about? They don't have to give us the details, but we sure would like to know what it's about. And also, who's going to have a say in whether it's a good agreement? Thank you for coming in. Great to see you, Mike. That is Andrew Wilkinson. He's the leader of the B.C. Liberal Party. He's the leader of the opposition in in the House, uh, uh, voicing his concerns around this deal, which we still don't know the details of it. And if, like you said, if it's a good thing and it solves the problems, that's great. But we'll see maybe if it causes more problems down the road.